The World Economic Forum on Africa kicked off in Durban yesterday. And uh, one of the appearances that drew the most attention, certainly uh, from uh, the South African perspective, one would at least think, was Finance Minister Malusi Kikaba. Uh, Did he manage to provide any more clarity on the concept of radical economic transformation and how it relates to the theme of the event, namely inclusive growth? I think it was certainly top of mind and he, and he tried to provide some clarity in terms of that, although I'm not sure that he necessarily achieved that goal. Um, he, he was quoted to say that a radical economic transformation is a way to hand the economy over to the country's majority. Now, I guess that in, in itself is probably not too problematic, but if the question still comes back to how will that actually be done. And he did say that, um, you know, coming back to the theme of the, of the World Economic Forum, is that it basically means the same thing as inclusive growth. And it is really about growing the economy in order to achieve the transformation that we need. And I think the point that he made really well is that you cannot grow the economy and hope it's going to transform itself. And you also can't transform the economy without growing it. So I think he did manage to to, to, to settle some nerves to some extent, but I think there's still a lack of, of detail in terms of, of what is required. He also addressed international investors' concerns over the, the, the recent uh, junk status down grades and so on and said that, you know, the risks in South Africa doesn't mean that we need to panic. There are risks everywhere in the world. You know, he specifically referred to concerns in Britain after the Brexit vote, um, in the US after the election of Donald Trump, the French elections that are, that are currently on the go. And he said all of these things created not just uncertainty in terms of politics, but also in terms of countries' stances on international trade. So really focusing there on the importance of, of the trade relationships, maybe not just for the rest of the world but certainly within Africa. He also did um, in, um, sort of try to convince investors that government will not change any of its economic policies and that um, what was put down in, in the budget in, in, um, in February is very much the blueprint that they will be operating on. So, so yes, certainly trying to, to say all the right things. Um, I think a lot of people are waiting for more action to see that they actually um, follow through on many of these promises. And then, Narina, on the other side of the Atlantic, uh, the Federal Reserve concluded their latest two-day Fed Open Market Committee meeting. They didn't make any changes to interest rates in the United States. What impact does that have on markets and currencies? So they were quite, um, I would say, cautiously optimistic. So they certainly were quite forthcoming in their statements, but they, they clearly indicated that they remain on track to continue tightening the monetary policy um, by signaling they were, they were still, they were not alarmed by the recent U.S. economic weakness. You know, they were basically saying that, that one quarter of, of um, sort of the low expected growth and, and one month of, of inflation problems and so on certainly doesn't give them any reason to think that they need to change their stance. So still expecting two further rate hikes from them during the, the remainder of this year. I guess the first one that we will be looking for will be next month in June, um, and by then they will have one more data, one more month's worth of data really to, to, to go on. So they, they were quite frank about the, the near-term risks, but they believe that it is quite balanced. Um, and, and yes, they, um, I think they were sort of saying, you know, business as usual as far as they, they are concerned, and, and I, th- I think as a result, what happened was that the dollar did strengthen again, so we certainly saw some weakness in the rand relative to the dollar last night and overnight, and I think that comes mainly on the back of, of the stronger dollar on the back of the Fed statement.
And Lorena, what about commodity prices uh, indicating there that um, platinum has gone uh, to $899 per ounce, uh, especially uh, precious metals? You know, what's happening there? The resources sector, um, as I said, platinum stocks particularly weak yesterday on the JSE. What's going on? Indeed. So I think what you do see is that there is certainly, um, you know, the, the sort of the allure of resources, which I think as by many people have sort of been called the Trump rally. I think there's a little bit of of, um, of sanity and sobriety almost returning there. But um, particularly when we look within the precious metals, so there we can actually differentiate between gold on the one hand and then more sort of the industrial precious metals. And with this I mean platinum, palladium and, and rhodium, but in particular platinum being used in the industrial process, especially in terms of car manufacturing. So what we've seen um, so far this year is that certainly gold has had quite a good run, but platinum remains in, in, in relatively weak territory and, as you rightly say, actually dropped to below $900 an ounce um, um, overnight. Um, I think the, one of the unique features of the platinum sector, of course, is that South Africa remains by far the biggest provider and supplier in the world, along with Russia. So whether these sort of price levels is actually sustainable for the platinum sector um, is debatable. And I think when you see um, weakness in prices like this, it, it does talk to the sustainability of the mining operations. And the minute you see any form of, of pullback or consolidation in the production of platinum, that certainly will be supportive for the prices. So I really don't believe that the current levels of the platinum price is sustainable from a production point of view. So I certainly would expect this, uh, this price to start rising as we as we continue through the remainder of this year. Well, Narina, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much, Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA.